0: Alright guys, welcome to episode 68 of the Almost Daily Show with your host Chandler and The Dave Picardi And we're here, we're super excited, we got a special guest, Chris just made a comment that made me laugh a little bit And uh, we're going to introduce him, Chris Cooper
1: Hey guys, thanks for having me
0: Yeah, it's yeah, we're great so-
2: to have you on the show
0: we are super excited to bring you on and talk a little bit. We had a good time on your show talking about relationship marketing, the long-term game, and kind of what it really means and how we get people in that long-term mindset. So let's just, let's start off. Just tell your story a little bit.
1: Sure, guys. So I, uh, opened a gym in 2005, uh, became across gym in late 2007, around 2009, realized I was in serious trouble. Um, kind of, I kind of bottomed out and started looking for help. There was an amazing opportunity locally uh, with you know this this mentor who had basically turned the biggest industry in town around. He was leaving as part of his legacy. He was going to mentor five business owners, and uh, I kind of snuck my way in there and recorded everything <laughs> that he told me and everything that I learned over the next two years on a blog. Don't buy ads. Um, That was featured quite a few times on the CrossFit affiliate page, and I got um, invited to start doing seminars around, I guess, late 2010. Um, My seminar handout was a compilation of like 20 or 25 blog posts, um, and it was cheaper for me to turn it into a book and ship uh, from the publisher than it was to make like copies of it. So I did that, and that's the best selling fitness business book of all time now. Uh, so cool. I own a copy thanks man is it the old one does it is it a green cover
0: or a white i have
2: cover? i have all three of your books on the shelf, <laughs> man i think <laughs> well,
0: I, read, I, I think i read the original one way back like 2013 mm. era 2014 yeah, maybe i, a bit. I, I think it
2: was that. the one that had no um i think you did such a good job like you got the whole thing together and you got it all out and it, i don't think there was chapters in it is that is that the one still no chapters uh <laughs> yeah someday when I'm not, there's, there's no chapters there's like a there's a
1: title called like section two but there's no Section one yeah oh that's exciting
0: i like that it adds that it adds a certain amount of mysteriousness to it like where was section one nobody knows <laughs> oh god yeah yeah i'll All never the important find stuff it. Is in section one yep you should have yeah. put in there email me for section one and then you would have got a million emails and be like surprise there isn't one
1: no <laughs> oh. Free, free brain business. That's what we're <laughs> That's going to uh,
2: publish next. <laughs> That's catchy. Yeah, it is Classy so, yet inspirational. So when you started out, so this is actually a great. I think it's a great story, especially in the CrossFit world. Yeah, you know, I think you've evolved so much over the last seven years, eight years, yeah. and. You know, you started out where it was pretty simple, right? Don't buy ads. And here's, here's some basic information. Uh, but it just shows you that, you know, I think we're in good times where the affiliates are getting smarter about knowing they need to run a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we came through to times where, you know, it was like you don't have to know how to run a business. It all works itself out. So you, you started. <laughs> yeah. Those were the early days. It was like, it was like the Wild West. Yeah. But you started out with something simple, like even even something that simple is very impactful for businesses early on.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, right. H- how have you seen that grow? Like a- as you've evolved in the business uh, to what you know affiliates need, and uh, is it as simple as you just add a couple random things and change your business? Like, how does evolution work for for affiliates? Boy, that's a big question. That's like
1: saying, uh, <laughs> how does evolution work for humans?
2: <laughs> how does this? Well, work? I get that. I get that figured out. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, well, for for
1: me, I mean, it was enough back then, that, like the new and improved catalyst could form a template or a model for everybody else. And that's not really the case anymore. Um, now the two brain template, if you will, is more like a collection of best practices from all the best. And some of these guys are going so fast, you know, and, and some will be amazing at personal training and some will be amazing at nutrition. Uh, It's going so fast that the original catalyst actually struggles to keep up to the two-brain model now. Um, And and it's just because we have such a broad data set now. We don't have to make guesses anymore. It's like, what does does the data support? Um, When somebody has a great idea, usually we'll test it with 10 gyms first and say, is this working? What did we learn? And then we might roll it out to a bigger group and then collect data back. Um, but, yeah, I can certainly remember, like, even three years ago, if one of us had said the word profit you know in an affiliate owner's Facebook group or on LinkedIn oh. or something, we'd have been hard and feathered, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, exactly. that's how it was. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Nobody was in it for, for, for profit back then. It was just, oh, I just love to do this. And, like, well, your love can only travel so far until you can't pay your bills anymore and then
2: you can't love it yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. So what happened to me was because, you know, my wife and I, we got out of business stuff and got into the gym business. And it was a, not it w- it w- what a mistake. So it was it was n- not about making money. It was about helping people. You know, it was like yeah. we, we want to have a better life and we want to help people. And this this doesn't this takes care of that. Yeah. And probably, we had two problems. One was we were accustomed to more money. That was a, that was a major problem when you then don't have it anymore and you want it. And I think the second problem was, was we didn't actually run a better, we didn't have a better life. Right. We yeah. now, all, you know, the newer gyms were coming on board saying the same nonsense we were saying when we, when we did, but you know, we're going, well, that's, that's nice. But how do you tell your wife, you can't pay for your kid's college because you are too busy, you know, helping people with no money. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's a, that's a problem. People open these gyms to essentially save lives and to build better lives for people and essentially figure out that their own life suffers. And I think that's why it's so important to, to find someone who can help you or to figure out to help yourself. And I think there's one pretty cool thing that, uh, that you guys do, and it's the idea that everybody's it's like a fluid system. Everybody does something a little differently, and we need to understand who they are, how they do it, and how we make it work. Mhm
1: yeah um so what we try and do is let gym owners uh have their own flavor on gyms but also just kind of show them like here are the decisions that you really don't have to make Uh, there's no sense starting with a a blank canvas anymore there's no sense making the expensive mistakes that we all made because they're avoidable you know and uh let our mistakes kind of pave the way for you I, i actually do think that's happening quite a bit now um You'll see like phrases, for example, shared by phone owners that are just commonplace now, like profit first. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just didn't hear anymore. And as you change the, the language of our business, um, so you change kind of the best practices and the philosophies too.
0: Yeah, I think that's huge. You essentially evolve the market. As the market starts to evolve, affiliate owners become better educated. And then it's almost like a system you start to see as a whole, everybody becomes better than they were. And the affiliate now is significantly better off than they were four years ago or three years ago. or And the affiliate in two years will be significantly better off than the ones today are. And so it's the more things that we bring out, the more ideas become commonplace. And the more that we actually see these catchphrases like profit first and all the other things that people talk about, like even three years ago, if you said do personal training, they would have been like, nope, nobody will pay for that. And nowadays yeah. it's like, oh, and now we do, we do personal training or group.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is ironic, right? Because of where it all started, but it's absolutely true.
2: So how do you find, you know, like something that you said that I, I think is really relevant is, so Catalyst is having a hard time keeping up with, the overall two brand family, um, with just, be, you know, and it's because you get to work with all these bright people that have all these resources. You know, I view that as, and this is why I think it's so unique or, or so important to have every individual gym build their systems around that, like them, their resources, their people. And that's why every gym can be slightly different. And, you know, at Catalyst, it's, you know, in order for you to keep up with what you're helping people achieve, you also then have to find all those experts and people that can do what they can do. Yeah. so if you can't mimic some of the special stuff they have in their gym, how are you supposed to keep up with your own gym? Because they're on different paths.
1: Yeah, it's true. And you know, a lot of people, um, haven't been around as long as I have. So to be honest, guys, like if, if, if catalyst doesn't get another client, the rest of 2017, that's fine. You know, if we don't get a new client for the next six months, it doesn't matter where a lot of our gyms really they're still focusing on marketing and sales because they still, they're not at that level yet. Right. So, um, so the urgency isn't there for me to really build capitalists too much either. I still like testing things. It is kind of a Petri dish, but I'm also aware that I can't upset the apple cart too much there. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's in a comfortable place. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. That's where it should be. <laughs> We always talk about uh, one thing that I think we share pretty commonly is the fact that we're all we're so focused on the relationship, yeah, and how we build that relationship and how we essentially get clients to feel like they're part of your story from the inside out, and rather than trying to get people just to come in with blanket advertising. And we just had a conversation with this with one of the guys we were talking to, and it was. I don't want to run ads for all these challenges and things. Cause I get people in and the close rates really low cause they don't care about me. Yeah. I'm just a convenience. But what we really want to do is create that destination aspect where people actually care about you and they come to you looking for you. What do you guys, yeah. how do you feel about that?
1: <clears throat> well, we teach a, a strategy called affinity marketing. Um, mm-hmm. so the first step in affinity marketing is borrowed from Mike McCallowitz, you know, the pumpkin plan where you start by interviewing your best clients. <laughs> And then basically doing your business around like, what do my best clients want and who are they? Instead of trying to take like the average temperature of all of your clients and saying, what is the average like? Well, you know, these six people, they like to do CrossFit competitions and these five people, uh, they have poor mobility. So I've got to have a competition group and I've got to have a mobility group. Instead, you know, the wiser approach is identify your best clients. What exactly do they want? And then do those things because you want more people like them. Uh, but then our strategy basically goes to, like, uh, person-to-person help first sales, which is, um, you know, Dave, uh, I know your wife likes working out. What kind of workouts does she like? Oh, the runner? That's fantastic. Listen, why don't you bring her in to the next session? We'll do a little bit of you know, uh, Achilles tendon mobility,
2: strength, whatever. Right. You know? and no, maybe, no obligation, right? Yeah, no. It's just... Yeah, yeah. It's just right it's to to support people yeah um, so i th- i th- that i'm sorry don't want i think that was an early on like i guess like behavior in the crossfit world you know like that's yeah. what we did back in the day is we were just here at like you know holding the torch and and helping people and and growing these great communities and you know with community saturation with all the gyms and all this it kind of, a lot of that fell off and you don't see it the same anymore and people turned it into business but they forgot That our business was, the foundation was that help first community relationship side. That's what made it so special early on.
1: Yeah. I don't know if you guys will remember this from your L1, but Greg used to say like, take a broomstick next door and teach your neighbor how to do a squat. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you said that to somebody who affiliated in 2016, 2017, they might answer you with, okay, but like what email automate do I need to find out my neighbor's address? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like how, I, how do I Google my neighbor's address? Like there, I I get how amazing and magic and powerful these online tools are. We use them every day. Um, but it's still important to get FaceTime with people. And if, if you're just running like a, a free week trial, come in and try CrossFit. You're never going to have those conversations one-on-one with people. Um, you'll
0: never know their wife's name. You'll never know where they work. You'll never know how many kids they have. So. Yeah, that's huge. I think one of the most powerful things we can do is get these people excited about us and feeling like we actually care about them. And, and this, I think we get in this jerk here in the affiliate world where people don't think they need to give their time away for free or whatever. But in reality, sometimes free time that you give away builds that lasting customer who will bring all their friends into you and will ultimately talk about you with everybody. So I think there's a real big shift. You have to charge appropriately for your time, but at the same time, some of your time needs to be given away to show that you have that brand goodwill and that you care.
1: Yeah. You know, it really depends on the nature of your GM. I mean, if you're 25 years old and everybody at your gym is 25 years old, you're going to go to bars. You know, Um, these will become some of your best friends. You're going to get invited to weddings when you're 40 to 45 like I am. um, That changes a little bit, but you're still going to do things together. It's just more important that like I walk down the cafe here and I have coffee and stew with with the members instead of going to a nightclub you know
2: yeah that's the the important part is building a relationship with them exactly right yeah and and engage them where they're at and not try to you know we see that a lot is you know because you know a successful gym runs monster parties and so we have to run monster parties for us to be successful you know but (laughs) it's like but that's that works that works for that right Mm -hmm. but but we like, what's like, who are you, you know? And uh, we've actually seen this too, as you identify, it's like some people are in our business that they might not have the personality to be in the business and which is unfortunate sometimes, but we run into that. Um, And then it's, you have to help them understand how they can be successful where they're at, you know, and, and which is so important, you know, and I think people listen to, right to brain business. And so we're going to just follow the concepts, but it's like, like you have to actually have a conversation and build a relationship with, with Chris and to Brand so that he can actually help you, right? Don't just follow to follow, you know, because it might not be for you. You know, you might have read a generic concept yeah. that wasn't customized to you and your personality.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. And it's, and that's why I was uh, to own a mentorship practice instead of um, – I had the option to just sell videos of me talking online and um, I don't think those work, so
0: – yeah, I think, I think that's a good point. It's, it's important that, and I, we see people copying things all the time. We always tell them, well, why did oh you God. copy that? Oh, because it seems to be working for those guys. I'm like, well, why does it, <laughs> is it going to work for you? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so I think it's really yeah. important to sit down and say, like, who are you and what are you doing? Why are you copying this? Why does this make sense for your brand? And I think that's a really big problem in the, in the affiliate community right now, just trying to copy things that seem to be working from the outside
1: yeah i mean even even with marketing right so you can go on a, a facebook group that's full of crossfit affiliates and say what's the best marketing company and somebody's <laughs> gonna somebody's gonna say uh whatever okay it's uh the box whatever um <clears throat> you know and and the first person will say like i had this amazing experience so everybody will jump on and then Somebody will say, oh, they're really, it didn't work for me. And, and we had this experience with a company not too long ago, they had a successful batch of ads that had worked in their market and really did not work in Northern Ontario, you know, and the ads mm-hmm. were like, look better naked. Well, nobody's ever naked in Northern
2: Ontario. It's too cold. <laughs> so, yeah, just well, to- the drugs are really good. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: it's a borderline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, the bottom line is like when you're working with two brain or you're working with out of the cave media, I mean, the benefit is that you have to have a conversation that surrounds your strategy, and then that's where your tactics come from.
2: Right. So. Yeah, exactly. So, something that we started doing, uh, you know, it's was probably at this point four or five months back because we were seeing like, like that base strategy around your business is so important that you can't just have like, if someone's working with two Brain and then they're working with out of the cave and and there's not any sort of communication going on. So we have different plans going on, you know, Mm -hmm. like we're trying to accomplish similar things, but it all has to get tied together. And so like we started working with this management platform where we actually then, you know, we're, we're working on notebooks and doing different things, but we want everybody to have access you know, like, so you have, like, who is your business mentor? Let's put them in here as well, yeah. right? Like, we all want to talk. We want to make sure that we're, we're you know, at the end of the day, it's the, the business owner has to be successful, you know. And the more people in brains that get, two brains, that get put <laughs> <Three> together. <laughs> three know, brains. And, yeah. Um, but, it, but it just helps, you know. And, and I think that's another Uh, We get frustrated with it because everybody, you know, this market has matured so much that everybody there's there's 10 people in every single like realm of our industry, like marketing, consulting, you know, power drinks, whatever it is. There's like there's so many options to to choose from, but nobody's talking to each other. Yeah, and Which I think one, I think it's important. Yeah, exactly. And a new one pops up
0: every day. You'll see like a a helpful 300-word essay in the affiliate owners forum and then all of a sudden you get an unsolicited email from the same person I'm like, "Oh, you're not so helpful now, are you?"
1: <laughs> That's a pretty specific example. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've had that happen to me twice now.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I know exactly what you mean. Um, so you're right. And, you know, Dave Tate told me this a year and a half ago. He said that, like, the the best affiliate owners are always going to get as much help as they can from everybody. Right. That's right. Um, and I think that's a great way to do it. And that's really why we, we like to so that we don't have to say, no, this is the person that you listen
2: to. We can say, is this right for what you want to do right now? Yeah. I think it's very important. Yeah. we're we're running into affiliate owners now uh we're very impressed with how successful a lot of these affiliates are out there nice um it's my you know because we've seen this this market has shifted so much and for a while like there was a big struggle with a lot of people and yeah. i think that um i think that you're just seeing a lot of gyms come out the other side of it now and it's, uh, it's i i think it's it gives me hope it's very hopeful for the industry uh, cause it was, I think it was a little unsure for a while.
1: I, I think it's, uh, maybe a polarization, right? Like good gyms are doing even better now and the poor gyms are gone. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it, it seems to me just empirically that there are fewer people left in the middle, uh, who are just sitting at that break even point. And I think maybe a lot of them, they hit that three year mark. They're at break even now they've got to sign a new lease and they're really asking themselves how far have I come I'm going to be able to do this. Uh, and so you know, speaking for us, um, I tell the story of how mentorship helped me and,
2: and we get about a new gym a day, so, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. It's great. And actually, and, and it's a good testament to just, well, one, how good you guys are <clears throat> with your organization. Thanks, man. And, um, I'm impressed. I can tell you that. So I get the three books on the shelf, <laughs> it's <not a> <laughs> book, but that's fine. Come on. I, didn't, oh, I haven't even seen the four. How do yay. I, how do
0: I get a copy? You're all over. We're talking about the three books, and there's an extra one you forgot. About.
2: I only have three.
1: <laughs> That's okay. It actually, this one is about uh, uh, cognitive enrichment and exercise, and it was the first book, and we published it as we were um, running like a seminar for people who wanted to work with kids who had autism or kids who were gifted. So if you guys yeah. haven't seen that, uh, it's a very very niche
2: market for that book. I don't. I don't blame you. <laughs> well, I'm going to – I'll grab it just because uh, I want to support and oh, um, I want to read. <laughs> He's going to read. read it. <laughs> well, there, hey, are, there, are two,
1: there are two business books coming before the end of March. So just oh, – cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you the right. Unite book if you want it. But it's really um, it's really about cognition and
2: um, behavior. Yeah, which is so important. I mean that, that is – like our biz- like understanding the relationships is – Understanding their behavior and why they do things. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so huge. Worth.
0: Being yeah. able to say, like, it's more than just people, what's my cost per click? Like, who cares? What do people say about you? How do they
2: feel about you? <laughs> yeah.
1: What's my cost per click? Well, nobody likes you, so it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Your cost per click is
0: great, but nobody cares about you, so we have problems. <laughs> yeah.
1: One cent, but
0: yeah. as soon as they realize it's you, they're gone. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. We got 5,000 people in your facility, but you close three of them. We have a problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, do you guys think that – I mean, you guys know back in 2007, there were a lot of cranky coaches out there. Maybe they were just burned out in the industry or whatever. Or maybe they didn't think that they had to be happy people. People, you know, Do you think that those people have just kind of flushed out or are some of them still surviving?
0: I think they're in a position to where they've had to figure out someone who can help them be mm-hmm. happy or put someone in a place to be the happy person okay. and then put themselves in the back as like the systems person. Because we do talk to a lot of people who are like, I'm super techie, I'm IT oriented, but I don't like talking to people. So I have this guy go do it. And I think the ones who fail to do that are either in that stuck point or they don't exist
2: anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would talk and Neil Thompson and I were talking about this this week. So uh, Neil is uh, the 12th affiliate, um, ever CrossFit Boston. Uh, he's in the, uh, that, uh, coaching article, uh, the professional, like, uh, professional training, yep. uh, CrossFit article. He's the big monster guy that's out, you know, out in front. Um, you know, Neil, Neil had to go at it for all those years and he did an exceptional job. Uh, but he was always trying to evolve, always trying to get better. And he recently just sold CrossFit Boston and came to work at, um, and with me at, uh treehouse which is North Shore CrossFit and we were the 36th affiliate. So we've kind of merged down uh and <laughs> one of his comments was that, you know, all the all the guys we were with back in the day, they're all pretty much gone. Yeah. You know, they've all most of them just couldn't evolve and they they you know, we bought into a concept years ago that it was like uh, against the industry, against what was the norm of fitness. And no marketing, you know, don't do anything like the trainers or gyms are doing and just deliver excellence in your gym. Um, and then they just got run over because, you know, the, the CrossFit industry now resembles what the regular fitness industry was, you know, 15 years ago. And so <laughs> so it's, 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 just, it's just, yeah, it just came back around, you know. So, but I think most of them are gone. But the, or the difference now is that we understand better that we have to do what clients want
1: not necessarily Mm -hmm. what we want and uh even more to that point is what does the client want right now so the client might come in saying i want fitness we might understand as professionals that it's going to take them two years um but if we don't give them some kind of gratification today they're never going to make it to the two years and i i I don't think that was really prevalent in the the early affiliate community that i was part of anyway
0: yeah that's a good point i think we have to in the early community it was just like well you have to do this because we saw it on youtube we saw it yeah i told you you have
1: to do it so yeah yeah
2: it's late burpees
0: yeah back then it was (laughs) like then it was like it's my way or the highway now it's like hey let's sit down and let's set up micro goals like where so we can get to that where we want you to be in two years but we're going to help guide you along the way with like quarterly assessments and quarterly goals or monthly goal setting whatever we decide that you need based off of who you are Mm -hmm. we're going to set you up for success in that way and i think that's a huge evolution in the affiliate market too the fact that we're actually getting clients to talk about their long-term goals their micro goals and we're sitting down and having them do self-assessments on themselves so how do you feel what's going on right now, and then from that, we create a stronger business model around what we're doing.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's luckily, thank God. Um, I started as a personal <laughs> trainer, and that was just part of the natural process of personal training. And so, brought that into the CrossFit gym a lot. Um, and I, the biggest reason that we never did like a free trial week or a free trial class was. I was like, well, how are you, you going to sit down with all those people and get all their goals? And the answer is he can't. Um, and that's why they're, they're not around for very long. You know,
2: he
1: doesn't know that much about them. Go. Uh, to me, that's just not coaching.
2: Well, it's not. But I, I think something else that has changed a lot. Early on in the affiliate model, the whole concept wasn't about running what we're all running for gyms. Yeah. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't the idea. The idea was if you were a personal trainer in a big box gym, you can leave and, and you can go to your own garage and you can earn $100,000 where it's it's you yeah. with, with clients that you're changing their lives. That was what a CrossFit affiliate was. Yep. and that's that's the part that what no one accounted for and this is like me like I, I always apologize to people i'm like well you're struggling technically i'm one of the guys it's my <laughs> fault because early on we were all like making group X and doing all this stuff and the, the the conversations went like this like okay so 150 bucks we'll add five classes a week for 150 bucks yeah and then it was well well if we do the math if I had 25 classes, I can make 20000 a month and only work 25 hours a week. So, <laughs> so spreadsheet math is why your business is failing right now. Because we, what we didn't account for is I had to go buy $100,000 worth of equipment and I had to expand my space to accommodate all these people that are not even helping anyways. And I needed to hire staff and get better insurance. You know like mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't none of that was on the spreadsheet when we actually expanded the schedules and did all that stuff.
0: Yeah and then, and then you wake up and you're like oh shoot turns out I can't
2: work a 19 hour day every day. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so and it, and I think that's that that I think's the big difference is you know if you, if you want to be a coach in a very small spot and you want to be the guy in and Someone comes in late to your class, they do burpees and, you know, like, you know, that's fine. If if you're a very small guy and you have like 50 hardcore people that want to, you know, eat barbells for breakfast. Great. But if you want to run a real business and be a professional and actually change lives and really train people, all that went out the window. You know, you actually now have to be a professional. Yeah, that's tough. I always look at it from like the empathy perspective
0: as well. And if your client walks in and you say, go do burpees, you just now set them up to be primed for prime for negativity in your facility. And when you think about their day, they're going to, they're getting ready to go to drop the kids off of school. Kid doesn't want to wear pants. Now you're late for school. Now parent is late for work. Parents trying to get through traffic, get to gym. Parent goes into gym late, stressed out. Parent has to do burpees because they're late. Parents now <laughs> a higher negative day where you could have just walked in like, Hey, just jump in on the warm up, let's get on the workout. It's great to see. I'm super pumped that you actually made it in. I know your day's stressful. Now you're priming them for kindness, and now they walk in, they expect that kindness and they expect that good experience from your facility.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, that's the thing is, I, I think our job is really to be like the one place that they have in life where where they're hearing you're doing that right, you know. Um, and so if you look at like what it takes, the average person just to show up at the gym at 12 o'clock every day, if you're just going to make it harder for them, they're not going to stay.
2: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, we, as is the best hour of their day, like that's, that's what we're trying to accomplish. And that's, that's the number one goal, right? It doesn't matter about all the other stuff or even what you're doing for training. You need to make sure that they come in. And they came in to see their friends, yeah. smile, and have the best hour of their day. But that looks why like if you're an exceptional trainer and you run an exceptional program and, and everything's going right, you could do Bosu balls and curls, <laughs> and they'll they'll come forever, right? Yeah. So, well, the most successful trainers financially in the
1: world, right? They're, who are they? They're um, the guy with the fuzzy hair that used to jump around a lot. You know Richard Sanders, <laughs> Yeah, right? I He's mean, a champion. These guys, these guys did not have advanced knowledge of leverage and torque at both ends of the femur, but they smile every damn day and make people feel like yeah. they were doing something.
2: I and mean, he made hundreds of thousands of people happy all the time. Absolutely, yep. And he lives in he lives in Hollywood. He just actually he went. Uh, he was somebody that was around every single day, where everybody saw him. He was in the community. Wearing, wearing spandex and bouncing around and loving life, right? Having then, a blast. And then he, disa- he disappeared for years and people didn't know what happened to him. I guess he just kind of emerged from his house recently after years.
1: <laughs> didn't have to. <laughs> he's, he's working on his email. So he couldn't get the automations to sync up.
0: You know, <laughs> he was like, okay, what's the new software for automations right now? <laughs> this is why people don't like me right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later. Yeah, exactly. How do I sell more DVDs? Do I need a
0: messenger ad or yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do I yep. segment this list in the best way possible?
1: That's right. Yeah. So, it, I mean, that's hopefully a year from now if, if we're doing another episode and we're looking back and like, you know, what disappeared in 2017, I'm going to, I'm going to hope it's the Burby penalty.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I hope so. I'll I'll
1: share this with you guys. So my sister is uh, an HR professional. She can afford CrossFit. I take her to a regional event. She's like, this is some crazy shit. I start taking her to some other CrossFits uh, where she lives. And finally, she decides she's going to join one. And I told her, like, pick this one because there's a consultative process. They're going to talk to you first. She picked a different one. And her first day, they just kind of threw her into a class. She's standing there holding the PVC, and this guy comes in late. Um, they made the class do 30 burpees while this guy, while the guy watched to punish him uh, because I oh, learned that in the military or something. And yeah. I happened oh. to be in the
2: military. Yeah.
1: <laughs> My sister is, she's about 33 burpees in, and she's like, I'm never doing this again.
2: You know? Right. Yeah. They co- so, so he's trying to get the other people in the class to code red that person and <laughs> what at home or something to give them corrective I, right I, peer I pressure know. corrective unbelievable <laughs> that's crazy and
0: you you talked to them like yeah. well you learned that in the military which is great but you were forced to do that there was no out like they're opting in to come into your facility every day and have a good experience yeah. they didn't join the, they didn't join the military they didn't join a boot camp they didn't join someone like crazy guys crazy System. They joined the place that made them feel good at one point, and that one experience. never they'll Now that it's never again, and now they go back and they say, "Oh well, that definitely wasn't for me. I'll never go back to that." The person was crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right.
2: I think it's just and it's teaching, you know. So if, if if this thing goes away, which hopefully it does, it's I mean that's just poor coaching. That's people that don't understand their craft, and they're just trying to you know do what they think other gyms like them are doing, and. Or, or, you know, this is the, this is what I know. So this is what I'll do, mm-hmm. you know, but that's that, you know, you're living in, in like darkness at that point, like open up a book, listen to some podcasts, like learn about actually coaching and how do you connect with people? Because that's not how you do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and the, the, the desired effect that you'd get in the military from doing that is drastically different than <laughs> what you're trying to do with your clients. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, You're not even, you know, so hopefully that does go away, but it it is through understanding and getting, you know, go back to the beginning. You know, if you're an affiliate, go back to the beginning. It's about changing lives, building relationships, you know, so that's what I hope really comes back is that the, like kind of the original, I guess, like message and and mission, you know, of, of it's, it really is about getting back on the floor, getting back in and changing lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. And everything comes down fundamentally to the relationship. How do you get people
0: smiling the second they walk in? And like in our gym, when the second, it doesn't matter if it's their first time in or their hundredth time. in, the second they walk in, people turn around and yell, welcome to Stone Age Fuel, where the streets are paved with gold. And then uh, they smile, they're excited. They feel like everybody cares about them. And, and it, the goal is to put that smile immediately on their face, prime them for kindness. So then every time they come back, they're automatically primed and they're expecting that experience.
2: Very cool. Do you have anything else you want to, you want to talk about Chris while we're here hanging out? Oh, <laughs> do I get to pick the topics? Okay. Yeah. 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 No, let's hear it. Like <laughs> if you could change, if, if you know, you know what, if you want to talk to everybody and really, really make a difference today, help first, what would it be?
1: Um, well, I think the first thing is like, understand your audience, um, understand like what a warm audience is and a cold audience. So I know those are buzzwords and I, I I try to get away from buzzwords and cliches, but what you have to know is that somebody who just quit your gym a month ago is more likely to join your gym today than somebody who's never heard of you. So the first place that most affiliates should be starting probably is like their list of former clients or the list of people who maybe came in and, and did a consultation, did a free class, whatever, and didn't sign up. Um, Especially because if you if you walk through like the decision making process in that person's mind, something in their life told them that they needed to lose weight, for example, and then they had to decide: Am I going to diet or am I going to exercise? And then you know, three out of ten might choose the exercise option, and then they have to decide: Am I going to buy a pair of running shoes? Am I going to do yoga? Am I going to try CrossFit or am I going to Planet Fitness? And and you know, there's a whole trickle down effect of decisions there. And finally, they chose CrossFit. By the time they've come in your door, they, it's taken them like nine decisions to get there. If they're not signing up, if they're not making that 10th decision, it's because you stopped them for making it, which means you can probably fix it, right? They didn't probably come in the door thinking that you were selling $20 a month service. I, I've never had that. They probably didn't come in the door thinking that they would be able to have card access at midnight. I've never seen that. If they didn't sign up, it's because you told them something that they didn't expect to hear. Uh, And so I would go right back to that list. We call that sales. But really what it's doing is just helping people make the right decision. Um, The other big thing, too, is, you know, I just did an interview at CrossFit podcast and, and their whole media team was there. And they were the media team was saying, like, we spend millions of dollars every year producing this amazing content telling people all about crossfit but the problem is that this broad concept of crossfit uh doesn't personal doesn't solve the personal problems of the individual outside my window right now they have to make that connection themselves so they have to learn like okay high intensity interval training and weightlifting and gymnastics is what i need to lose weight all on their own Unless I'm producing content that bridges that gap for them. So this is right. that you see in Sault Ste. Marie is a ton of articles about like why you shouldn't do keto. You know, that was our article today to the three of us. It's like, well, duh, doesn't everybody know that? But to the average person in Sault Ste. Marie, it's not their job to know that. So I have to tell them.
2: Right. Right. And they have to connect. They have to connect to you. Yeah. You know, like and that's that's we, we talked about this when we came on your show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like years ago i mean i had a problem with it like i thought the brand that i supported so hard took off on me and they're not even supporting me right and and they're doing all this stuff and it has nothing to do with like it's like i train normal people you know and so but but then i came back around on it because you know what it's like like for everything that that crossfit does for us with the overall brand and they spend millions of dollars and they bring this global awareness Mm. i also have a responsibility at my gym i have to do my part and my part is is i have to take my community my culture the people in it i have to feature them and talk to them not i don't it's not about ads like cold lead ads it's about you know I, i want everybody in my gym to get featured so their family sees them so their friends see them that's my responsibility to the brand, right? Yeah. And if I do my job, then the br- that, then that brand will be connected to my culture, which will bring people into me. Yeah. And then they're working together. And I think that's a um, – I think it's overlooked. I think people, because they, they don't understand it, they're trying to either get away from the brand or they just fully embrace it and they go, why don't I have normal people in my gym? You know, like they're just not – they're not taking ownership of what they need to do. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's huge. And we find it's people – the CrossFit stuff is great, but then we need to build the identity so someone recognizes who they are in the CrossFit realm. So then they can say, oh, look at this Look at this CrossFit facility. I saw the overall thing, and then I saw their videos, and I really connect with that. Those guys are speaking to me, and that's going to be the affiliate for me. That's where I'm going to go versus being the 27th affiliate in your area who's running the same ad to the same group of audience, and now they're like, they're all the same. They must be the same. <laughs> So then they shift through that and they say, okay, everybody's running this, this thing that everybody else is doing, but then these guys are doing something different. I can see their clients talking, I can see their coaches telling stories. I can see the owners telling stories about where they're at. And I just really feel like I'm I feel like i part of that. And that's different. And that differentiation really tells me that that's going to be the safe place for me to go. I'm not going to – and these people understand me. And that's what we ultimately want to build. And I think that's how you build that def- differentiation in your brand. And, uh, and you don't have to change your name or anything. All you need to do is show people that you have people inside your facility that are the same as the people watching and then educate them on that.
1: Yeah. I, I think the, the affiliates who are de-affiliating and blaming HQ for their problems, I mean, I think that's really the little piece that they don't understand is that, that HQs form template that they
2: can follow, that they should copy within their own community. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, but, you know, I, this thing grew like gangbusters and there's, is, is a mil- you know, so many voices that everybody's listening to. And it's just, I mean, how do, you, how do you sift through all the information and concepts and what's happening and what's working? And I think that's what we're finally getting to in the market. I think we're actually, we're coming out of the Wild West and it's actually maturing a little bit around, around gyms and people are getting it. I and mean, we're talking to gyms, they get it. You know, and it's like, where have you been? Right? Like, <laughs> like, this is great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think the last, yeah, the between the last like four gyms that have joined with us, uh, or the last owners who joined the mentorship program owned 15 gyms altogether. So, wow. so that's good. I mean, they, they've got the core concept and they've probably gotten this far because of amazing coaches and a great community. So there is some success out there, definitely. I just think like the high watermark for success in CrossFit gyms um, should be a lot higher.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I think there's a lot of gyms that that they're, they're getting by, right? So the owners probably making money. Um, I it's still for me, it's it's like if the owner's making money, if there's not one or two other full time people that are part of this thing, yeah, uh, I think they're not quite there yet. You know, I think it's you no, know, I don't. I, I'm convinced that you can't have one facility in support, you know, six full-time coaches, you know, it's yeah. just, it is, you know, you're just watering some of the money down at that point. But I do think that there should be a team of professionals, you know, there, there needs to be at least, you know, a manager slash owner and a couple of full-timers that have true professionals uh, in a facility. And if you do that, the, the revenue is a lot higher than the average mean of what a CrossFit affiliate has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we could talk about there. I I think really like the, the question always comes down to with, um, your clients, with your staff, with your spouse and with yourself is what do you want now? Uh, these things change over time. And, uh, if you're not exactly aware of where everybody wants to go, then where the hell are you driving the bus?
0: Yeah, that's huge. I think that's a big piece. And a lot of affiliate owners haven't developed. This is like your long term plan for success. Where do I want to be one month from now, six months, five years? And then once we get that five year plan, what we should work out, we map it out backwards. And then we always reference it when we make new decisions and do new strategies and go into new territory. So that way we always know we're either working or we're evolving into a different direction. And it allows you to actually always have the big picture in front of the owner or the founder and then be able to display that picture to your staff as well and even your clients. So then everybody's always excited about the direction the business is headed and they want to be part of that journey. Yeah, I think that's one of the the most difficult thing is just being able to see that big picture. And I think that's a big piece to where like mentors come in They They come in and they talk to them about it and they, they pull it out of them and you can even sit down with a friend and talk to them about it. And I think the big thing is just communicating what you need and where you want to be with and someone who can help you.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what I have a mentor. I, I mean, I, about a year and a half ago, I said, okay, look, I'm, I'm making more money than I need. Uh, um, you know, do I really need to push anymore? I'm really not working at the gym. And as soon as I thought that, my next thought was, I got to get a mentor right here because if I, if I don't, I'm going to become complacent. And uh, he set what I thought was a ridiculous goal and uh, we beat it in the first year. And um, now
2: <laughs> I, I try to hire you know, more and more mentors wherever I can. I love it. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I, I think that if, if, uh, if you're a business owner, any sort of an entrepreneur, um, you know, it's really simple. It's something my mother taught me years ago and she was a nurse and she figured it out is she's two things it was always it takes three to five years to establish yourself david she used to say it to me all the time you can't just have it you know in a week and you got to put the work in uh but the, the other one was you know it's she always accepted anybody that i brought around any friends any business acquaintances she she was accepting but she said always remember that you never want to be the smartest one in the group ever. That's true. You want to always. You want to get invited to the group that you wish you could be a part of. And you want to just tag on to those people forever yep. because you're going to get brought up to their level. And I think that's overlooked. And I think the ego is huge in, in the affiliate world where a lot of these guys are smart guys then, you know, they don't have, they don't have mentors, yeah. you know, like it, it, and I think that it, there's, there's, there's power behind it. You don't have to have one mentor. You can have a bunch, you yeah. know, like, you know, bounce ideas. <laughs> don't ever make decisions unless you're talking to someone that you value their opinion and their, you know, their process for how they break stuff down, you know, and, and get out of the gym business to do it too. There's other people out there. There's business is business. And, and I think that's uh you talk to someone that you know go to your membership talk to the smartest business people in your membership sit down ask them their opinion great insight yeah
1: yeah um sometimes that's even better right to get out of the industry a little bit i know oh yeah like what we're seeing um where i'm sitting now is called the two brain workshop and and this is really like our mentoring facility for Ste marie and uh it's, it's amazing how well the lessons that we've learned in CrossFit have translated to these other businesses, uh, is what they think, but it's not actually amazing because the original concepts came from general business and we're just, you know, translated into CrossFit. And so now we're just kind of like walking back the dog on, um, you know, where these things came from. So there's, there are people coming in now for coffee and they'll say, Oh, can I sign up for your Facebook, uh, marketing seminar or your uh, side hustle seminar or whatever it is and renting space and doing co-working here and renting the boardroom uh, because there's they can learn from our mistakes too
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's big. I think like, especially the co-working aspect, if you're working next to people and yeah. people who you know are in similar industries are doing the same things, you can turn around and ask questions and talk. Now you're not only just working on your area, but you're, you've got people to reference all the time, sitting next to you and working with you. And I think that's really one of the big catalysts to taking you to the next level is understanding that the more you communicate, and the more you get other people involved who are successful, the more likely it is you're going to be successful or create new industries and new boundaries and new ideas and thought processes that you maybe had in the back of your mind but weren't necessarily confident in right off the bat.
1: The other cool thing that's happening here, guys, and I, I just I bring this up because I know we're running out of time, but I think you'll find this interesting, is um, all the people who are coming into the workshop are entrepreneurs. Most of them have never been to my gym, like over 90% even though the two buildings are right next to each other. Um, but all of them right away ask about CrossFit. So the question is, why now? You know, And it, are they asking me about CrossFit now because I'm wearing a shirt with buttons on it instead of, you know, I actually have my CrossFit proper t-shirt on underneath this. You know? <laughs> is that it? Is it the frame of reference? Is it, you know, the context of now we're speaking at a professional level? I don't know. But it's uh, what? it's an interesting conversation,
2: yeah. I I think because I, I was talking about this earlier is you know I have my favorite coffee place that I go to yeah. Um, Kathmandu, right, Shan? Kathmandu, yeah, it, it's delicious. So. so the thing that I've learned out of all these years, because I, I have a sales background. And, and if you say, go out and sell five people, I'll be right back. You know, like, but I don't enjoy that anymore. You know, I don't want to do that anymore. You know, what I want to do is I want to build relationships and that's it. You know, and if they lead to people coming in and hanging with me, perfect. You know, but other than that, I've really changed my mentality on it. Uh, something that I, I know is if I go into the coffee shop now, if I talk about business and I talk about trying to bring them in to my gym, I can clear out a coffee shop in about 3 seconds. They see me, they see me coming and everybody gets up to leave. If I'm in saying, "Oh, when are you coming? Let's get you booked," right? You're ruining your spot because you can't actually, you know, I go in and say, "Yeah, guys, I just own the place. I'm the janitor and I own it and I'll buy you a coffee." <laughs> And tell me about yourself, and let's and tomorrow when I come back, I just want to sit down and have a friend in the coffee shop. You never have to ever train with me, yeah you know I think, <laughs> think that 's a big piece of it is in the fitness business it's because it's always you know it 's not like everyone's super professionals a lot of the time, and so they just know I need business, and they run out to get the business and I mean it 's like you might as well be swinging bats around right because <laughs> it 's like yeah, who wants to talk to you you know and, and you got to defuse it. <laughs>
0: That's right. Yeah. You end up being like the guy at the car lot when someone walks onto a used car lot and they see the, the salesman coming at them and then they walk the other way and try not to maintain eye contact. Yeah. That's, like, that's, how you, that's, that's what you want to avoid. You want people to see you and they're like, oh, hey, how you doing? And start talking to you and ultimately build as many friends as humanly possible in your community who recognize you, like you, and care about you. And then you have something that you can use as a base to, to just have people talking about you. And whenever anything comes up, they'll talk about you because they care about you. Yeah. I mean, if you guys two hours from now
1: walked into my gym and you saw the the teen class, it's huge. There's like 24 kids in that class. And um, you know what made that class explode? I coached girls hockey and half of them are in that class now. Yeah. You know, there's no way I'm saying on the bench, you guys got to do CrossFit. Uh, it's just their parents ask me about it all the time.
2: Right. Right. But yeah. you have they have to make the decision exactly so so basically this gets down to what are you producing for content how you how how are you communicating with everybody because you want to educate them and set them up to make good decisions um but ultimately it's how can i just help as many people as possible and then by default i'm going to get a percentage of those people are going to come in and hang out with me and that's how i sell it hang out i'm not trying to you know no commitment and just come in and talk, you know, see if, see if what we do fits into what you need.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think that's a good point you had Chris with uh, the kids thing. We have, we have a really big weightlifting club and think uh, it's literally most, it's just all kids and they come back because number one, it's a place they find that's fun and they enjoy coming to it their parents come and they start watching and paying attention. And then as a result, we have like a, bun- a wrestling club that we're really good friends with that we worked with for a long time. And, and they have people come in and it, it, it's all just because yeah. we were there and present. And we took the time to give, put the extra effort forward and really take care of everything that they needed. And we were just the people who always provided that help at the expense of using a cliche term. We helped first. Nice.
2: <laughs> TM. Yeah. Boom. Nice, you were the you were the catalyst for change. <laughs> well played. <laughs> well, we could do this all day. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah. Let's see if you can. Let's see if you can work all of our companies into one sentence. Right. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: clears throat> we'll, we'll go off and work on that. We'll have a big strategic team meeting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll come back. We built the culture of caring by providing the catalyst of change in your business to teach you how to help first. <laughs> well done. There you go. Nailed, nailed, nailed.
2: <laughs> That's it. We can shut this broadcast <laughs> off. <on. laughs> so this has been great, Chris. So if um anybody listening wants to um get to know more about you, Two Brain Business, mm. uh how do they how do they get a hold of you? If you are in the fitness
1: industry, go to two brain Um you can book a free call with me as long as you fill out our gym checkup form. Um we accept about three out of ten people who apply uh for the mentorship practice. If you're not in the fitness industry, um, you can go to two com, So two different websites and, um, there's a ton of free content there. That'll help any service business.
0: Perfect. Yeah, I think everybody should go check out all the stuff. Chris has. And cool. as a signing up, one thing we like to talk about is if an affiliate owner, we, so we see this a lot If affiliate owners down in the dumps and they don't know what to do. What do you think the one thing they can do to at least help pick themselves up a little bit and see the light is, that's a tough question.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, it's a tough question because I've been there and, um, the, the first thing that I did was, I guess, realize that I want to be right. I want to have the answers, but I don't have to invent the answers. And, and that was one of the first things that my first mentor ever said to me. Um, so I had, you know, I had just missed a paycheck and, um, I had just kind of had this ridiculous fight with Robin because she had bought like the most expensive cheese or some stupid thing. And I was sitting on this park bench and I'm like, is this it, you know, is this as good as it's going to get? How am I ever going to retire from this? I was probably uh, maybe 35 or less at the time, you know, how am I ever going to pay for my kids to go to school? And I got really lucky in finding this mentor. Um, But I went into that meeting still thinking that I knew the answers and instead what I had to realize was that um, it didn't matter whose ideas they were as long as I won in the end. And I think I did. That's very cool. Yeah.
0: yeah that's huge. Yeah. I like it. All right. So remember if you guys want to learn more about Chris, it's two brain If you're in the fitness industry, two brain.com, if you're not uh, reach out, ask questions, all of us are just about helping people. So, and that's what this show's about. Awesome. Thank you very much, guys. I had a great time. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for coming up. All right. See you soon. We, We had a blast. See ya.